Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is the main event, Marked Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who does his slop dropping in the bathroom. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is a main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the stone cold to my dude love. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Um, if you're slopping in the bathroom, you might want to change your diet, dude. Just, you know... <laughs> Well, I go- zone, but you might want to fix that. But well, I did go to the cheesecake factory last night, so there's that. But uh, that is that okay. is not slop out there for anybody out there. I just messing around. Uh, you just lost his potential sponsor, but whatever. If the cheesecake factory wants to pay for me to eat their kind of expensive food, more power to them, man. I will. I do that and put them over. Yeah. Uh, do they ne- do they uh, do they differentiate by state? Because out here it's extremely expensive, but. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, me and my wife have never went there and walked out for less than seventy dollars. So is that including the takeout pie, though? Yeah, it's the pie. Or yeah, or yeah, we get the pie with it. That's but, like fifty bucks right there. I'm obviously exaggerating, but right, <laughs> kind of sucks. But either way, uh, transitioning to something that didn't suck, in my opinion, anyway, was this show. Uh, it yeah, was... this was a sleeper show, I think, for all intents yeah. and purposes, because this was a show to get to a show that was getting to another show. And yeah. when you think about it, right? Yeah, because there were two in your houses between the quote unquote big shows of SummerSlam and Survivor Series. It was in your house, Ground Zero, and then next month it's in your house, Bad Blood, or Bad Blood in your house, whatever. And we know what's going to happen there. So, yeah, yeah, this is a transition to that show, which isn't even the show. Kind of crazy right. if you think about it. Yeah, and the thing is, this show, uh, to use, 
he used like the the wrestling observer like fan rating system whatever of like thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle whatever i'd say thumbs in the middle pointing up a little bit it, it was it was a lot better than I expected it to be because I honestly was like, ha, ah, it's probably going to suck. It's, you know, it's like right after SummerSlam where they kind of blew their wad and, you know, they're coming up on, uh, I, I know what happens at Bad Blood. And then, you know, they're coming Don't up on. for me. Yeah. And then uh, they're coming up on Survivor Series where, you know, they're about to blow their wad again. So it's like, man, you know, what's, uh, what's this going to have? And it, oddly enough, it had some stuff, man. So. It does have uh, one of my biggest pet peeves in all of wrestling, and we'll get to it. I'll let you know. Yeah. We'll get to it. But it's one thing that, that I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say every company, but I know WWE's done it a couple times, that to me is the biggest bunch of BS you can possibly do. You might yeah. know what it is, but I'll say it when we get to it. It there's, is the worst. This is unforgivable, in my opinion. Well, there's one match that is just like an absolute mess as far as oh like, no it wasn't the, the oh, over, but yeah the <laughs> yeah and then well the the booking of it was an absolute mess uh not saying you know if that it was horrible but then there was another one that was a that was a I'll mess say it was that, horrible. I'll, I'll take that i'll lay on that grenade well there's two the, you and i might be thinking about two separate matches because there are two separate matches that are a complete mess one of them was not bad one of them was bad so We'll, we'll get okay, to that. that. That might have just clarified. Well, okay, okay. I think we're on the yeah. same page. Right. Okay. So My mistake. But clearly <laughs> we do not uh, rehearse this show, folks. I think it shows. We're professionals. <laughs> exactly. But uh, either way, yeah. So we got a lot to cover today. But before we do that, we're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks, all one word for 15% off your order. But now we're done with that. We're going to get into our first break where we're going to tell you to buy our stuff and on the other end of this break we're going to dive into the news and notes from the time uh this as far as the note of uh, the uh the news goes this is certainly a transition time but there is some stuff to talk about that's uh pretty interesting we'll get to it right after this Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. Also, if you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee brand coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. 
Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code main event, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code main event to save 5% at checkout. News and notes time. A major story. Oh, uh, roll tide there. Five o'clock somewhere. It's about to be five o'clock here as a recording time. So. I'm drinking, uh, it's called Izzy Sparkling Water. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I think no. it's Izzy. Wow. Uh, as long as it's not LaCroix. Pretty damn good. No, God, no. That uh, stuff LaCroix. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't care about good losing Lord. out on a LaCroix sponsorship. Uh, That's not sparkling water. It's it's like flavored flat soda. Yeah. They, <laughs> they said... Uh, the one person was like, never drink a LaCroix pure. It sucks major balls. And I'm like, they all suck major balls. <sighs> well, anyway. Maybe some suck ass. That one sucks balls. I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, don't assume, okay? Right. We're starting off here with some mixed martial arts uh, and going into a little bit of wrestling here at the end. But a major story is that Dan Severn has signed on to fight at the next UFC pay-per-view in October. Filling in for the injured Mark Coleman. Who's he fighting? I didn't wow. look it up. I couldn't even tell you. At the, uh, at, yeah, not in the I, moment, anyways. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but either way, uh, if Severn wins, he's expected to retire from shoot fighting as UFC champion and use that fame to jump into pro wrestling full-time with the gimmick of a UFC champion who never lost a title. Severn has already been wrestling for IWA and uh, in Japan, and the WWF is interested in bringing him in to feud with Ken Shamrock as well. And uh, there have been negotiations for months. That feud never happens. Yeah, and that's because these two well, legitimately... Well, it's because those two legitimately do not like each other. <laughs> so... I think uh, it goes back to when Severin didn't like him because they, he said he was a juicer. <laughs> and Severin obviously wasn't. Uh, oh, he said that about uh, about Severn. I heard he lobbed uh, no about Shamrock. I heard he lodged oh, okay. uh, some uh, stuff at him about steroids, and, and Shamrock later yeah. later he was going to admit he did it too. So he wasn't out of line, I guess. But wow, yeah, yeah. And, and I Severn really looked like uh, looked like your uh, your uncle or something. So he never really did roids. You can tell because if he did, he was not using it correctly. Yeah, right. Uh, well, this, let me see, this was in, so this would have been in UFC. This I'm is pre-Dana White, though, I believe. Yeah, but looking at it, he doesn't have still any the freak UFC, show. he doesn't have any UFC, uh, fights around this time, because September. It could have been canceled. Yeah, because uh, on September 5th and September 20th, he had fights. Uh, we're in international fighting championships. Never even heard of that. And then in October, he had a fight at Pride One against Kimo Leopoldo. Leopoldo, yes. Hmm. So I don't know because this says UFC specifically. I, I don't see any UFC fights around here. Well, it could be like one of those reporters that just assumes every wrestling is WWE, so every fight's UFC. Yeah. Uncle Dave usually knows about that stuff, though, so I'll give him that. So I, I wouldn't expect that. I do see he, in February of 97, he 
he was at UFC 12 and he beat, he lost to Mark Coleman. Probably that one. Probably got delayed because of injury. Well, that that was the one. I mean, like I said, that 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 actually happened way back in February. So that wouldn't have been the one they're talking about. It doesn't look like he ever had a fight in UFC after that, actually. So it's a very real possibility. Just walk down the contract or whatever. They weren't really binding before uh, Fertitta's got it. Yeah. And like uh, free for all, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, he lost. Uh, like I say, he, he lost to Mark Coleman uh, in February UFC 12 for the inaugural UFC heavyweight championship. Uh, heavyweight title was unified with UFC super fight championship. Super fight. So okay. I want to say that was just their tournament. Their tournament, bro. Bro. And whoever won the tournament got a, uh, a belt. The belt, bro. Championship. Yeah. Oh, damn it. God dang it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But moving on here. Steve uh, Austin. A UFC fight not happening when it's advertised. That never happens. That's weird. I, I know. What was the one show that they just completely killed? Like it never happened oh, years ago. It's like one thirty yeah. something. Yeah, I, re- I I remember that happening. I was just like, they literally they skipped it. They were just like, well, it was scheduled, but now it's not happening. No, yeah, I was like, why didn't they just like push the numbers on all the future ones back a number? I, I didn't get that. <laughs> I, I know get advertising, marketing, all that. They're already out there, the posters and everything. But I don't know. It's it's like the third. It's like the thirteenth floor at a hotel. Like, it doesn't exist. They go from 12 to 14. <laughs> I don't I want to stay on floor 13 anyways. Yeah. Uh, Steve Austin's first match back will likely be at Survivor Series in Montreal, although he may work a few house show matches or something before just to knock the ring rust off. It happens. I don't know about the house show. Though, but couldn't tell you yeah. That. Who does he... I forget. It's been a while since I watched Survivor Series. Does he fight no. Owen? Owen Hart. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And oddly enough, the crowd is pro Austin. They didn't give a damn on it. I kind of sucks to say, but it's true, man. Go back and watch it. They were pro Austin. Like they hate yeah. like love Bret Hart, the Canadian hero, but man, they love the Austin food Owen. Not like a heavyweight, yeah. but it's clearly Austin favored. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, it does, but on the other hand, it tells you what a major star he's about to become. Yeah, and you can get but, cheered over a heart in Canada. You're doing something right. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, speaking of Canada and the hearts, Mark Henry yeah. is is being sent to Calgary to train with Bret Hart. The WWF is trying one He's last like, Hail Mary. <laughs> He's trying one. Uh, the WWF is trying one last Hail Mary with hopes that they might get something out of their multi-million dollar guaranteed contract investment with Mark Henry. If that was a Hail Mary, boom, they caught it. Because <laughs> yeah. he does go on to do stuff. It takes a while for him. Because the thing is, I, I feel like for years, until he hit, oddly enough, until the ECW thing, uh, and yeah, you can say the sexual chocolate, whatever, but until he became like the big mega heel in uh, ECW there, I feel like he was just another guy on the card. For the most part, so. but I mean, the amount of money like, they're I, I've heard, I've heard m- multiple people say, you, you know, people say that, but you need those guys. So, yeah, and I'm not saying he sucked, but it's just like for the amount of money they were paying him, he was not a top guy until like the last 
Hashtag top guy. Yeah, the last while of his, his career, he 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 was on top for what two years, maybe. Off and on. By the way, you know, I, like I think I've said this multiple times in this podcast. I've been binge watching uh, 1994. I'm, well, I'm in mid 1994 now. So Nikolai Volkov just comes back, and I, oh apparently he was a power yeah. lifter. I did not know this. Huh? Did you know about that? He looked. No, Anyways, but he looks like it. This is 1984, right? The Olympics aren't happening until 96 in Atlanta. And Vince mm-hmm. McMahon randomly name drops Mark Henry. So, like, he must have been thinking about this fool ever since 1994. Maybe even before. Who knows? Yeah, I know they were I know they were courting him for a while. And then they... Well, have... He wasn't even an Olympian yet. I mean, I assume 94 is getting ready for the trials. So, clearly, he was known, like, as something. I know JR and Bruce Pritchard were talking about, they're like, well, he's a big old like 400 pound SOB that can dunk a basketball. Like, why would you not want to hire him? It's like, yeah, I get that. He, I mean, he certainly seemed like an athlete, but then he gets in the ring and everybody was like, Oh my gosh, it, it took a while for um, him to get it. He had the look and came down the ring and then, <laughs> and then that damn bell had to ring. Uh, <laughs> well, Hey, if you're going to send him to say, I, I guess, uh, <laughs> the other Pritchard Tom couldn't get anything out of him. So they sent him up to Calgary for the, the hearts to get something out of him. And that's saying something too, because like everybody and their brother, somebody phrases that man. I know so if he can't I, do it. <laughs> that's like, that's like ultra boot camp going up to the dungeon for the hearts. So. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you just see Stu coming in. He's like, yeah, I heard uh, the doctor couldn't get nothing out of you. How about you put your arm behind your head? <laughs> let me let me show you a couple of holes. Yeah, make you squeal like a piggy. What do you think uh, Bruce wanted in return for trading Mark Henry? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't get where you're going with this one. <laughs> exactly where I'm going. Oh, what do you what do you think? You, you, you send that big bastard up here. I send this other big bastard down there. You get the rhino with Jabby. <laughs> there it is. God dang it, pal. We already <laughs> employ him. You're my race. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, how about you give the rhino a bump and pay? He's got two daughters to support. I love when uh, Pritchard tells the stories because it just shows how much he cared about that man. He didn't have to worry about Brett Rowan. They were set. He just cared about that man, dude, so much. Yeah. And good for him. But it's like, man, it's like a hundred stories about that. <laughs> and and then his, his actual blood son, uh, Smith, I think after a while, he was just like, yeah, that's a crazy bastard. Uh, don't, don't hire his ass. <laughs> <laughs> According to everybody, Smith Hart was the crazy ass of the family, so Andre the Giant Heath was too. Or was it? Or was it Bruce? No. Nah, well, Bruce wasn't crazy. Bruce was just very into like uh, he thought he was. Me. He thought he was something. Yeah. Yeah. He was very me. Yeah. He he. For anybody who doesn't know Bruce, he's the one that looks like, kind of looks like Owen. Oh. And apparently, it's the series ninety four. I know we're getting off the rails, but apparently in ninety no, three, uh, they all railed against him because he tried to make the whole match about him. Yeah. When it's supposed it to be all Owen's big thing. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the hot tag, and I'm gonna come in and do whatever. And it's like, what the f- no? And what was that one event? Uh, trying to think now, where he like, like Stu was in the front row, and somebody messed with him, and he was gonna come. He like socked it. Was it Austin? 
He freaking socked it. Was, it was. Really? And I believe, wasn't it the um, Canadian Stampede now in the archives? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, now in the archives. Yeah, they said freaking Bruce got like too into it and freaking like socked Austin or something. And he was like, what the hell, man? We're working here. He's like, we're trying to get yourself over. Oh, Justin Roberts reference. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, Keith was the one that I think just left wrestling and became a firefighter. So good for him. Doing some good. It's good for him. Those, <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Most people don't right. get enough credit, by the way. We always go straight to the army and everything, which you should, but firefighters, man. Yeah. No, Tough I, as nails. Yeah, you guys can keep that. Uh, thank you for doing your job. I appreciate it because I sure as hell am not going to do that. That's that's partially why I, I favor Q on the Impractical Jokers for that reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, a couple more WWF stories here. Uh, Jerry Lynn worked a match on Raw against Brian Christopher and was super impressive, but they didn't offer him a contract because they have too many people under contract already and have trouble getting them all full-time work. However, wait, 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 that's a thing? You can do that? You cannot just hire somebody? Because, wow, maybe someone should tell Tony Khan this. I was going to say, uh, is uh, Tony Contana listening? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, anyway. But, uh, ironically, uh, that's where Jerry Lynn is now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it says, uh, so, however, expect him to be brought back in more often, uh, brought back more often based on his great performance about that. Yeah, about that. He'll go be Mr. JL for a minute, and then he'll probably have his best stuff ever. Was he ECW? Yeah. Was he already Mr. JL, or was that coming up? I don't remember. I might be way off at that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. I know he. I, I yeah, can't you're be totally off that. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> he was one of the only shining lights in ECW, so there's that. But. Well, something that wasn't a time where he was like one of the very best wrestlers on this damn planet. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Him and him and Rob Van Dam were just gold in the ring together. But something that was not gold or a shining light. Scott Putzky, the son of Polish power, Ivan Putzky, has signed signed a WWF contract. Oh, man. So they tried, man. They did. They tried. I will say this. He had a great look, like, and a was... stupid as hell mustache. But yes, did he have a mustache on this show? I, I don't know. Well, this show, but he grew one that looked like kind of weird. It looked like he was a, a teenager trying to grow a mustache. Oh lord, I never saw that. Thank God. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was hard. But he had a he. He was freaking jacked and ripped, tan, had long like Fabio hair. He was a good looking dude. Like he. He looked like something. God, nobody gave a damn. And he just look. I'm not trying to crap on his dad, but did anyone like was his dad a big deal? Really, think about it. Uh, in New York, he was. Yeah, he was. Well, actually, in in quite a few territories, I guess he hit it big in like not a main event guy, but he was a big act that drew some money in like the Texas territory. Bruce Pritchard talked about that at the time. I'm his, not familiar with him, so before anyone asks me, I'm not familiar with that Husky. Sorry. Well, in in Texas, which is I think that's where he's actually from, is Texas. But he's uh, he did a gimmick. Oh, Poland, you get it right. oh yeah, but he did an actual like Polish guy gimmick uh, where like that's why he went with the name Ivan Putzky. And 
he he talked in the thick accent and he you know and like he couldn't really talk english and uh the crowd loved him i guess and then he goes to the wwf up in new york and they have him he had like a mustache or whatever he shaved his mustache he combed his hair he started speaking english and whatever and he was just a big jack dude and he drew some money but then i guess he comes back to texas like that and they're like oh dude new york ruined ivan putsky what the hell is this we can't book this never drew a dime Uh, well somebody who did draw a few dimes here the reason that jim Cornette is no longer being used as a manager is because they keep him busy with so much work like announcing on shotgun saturday night writing for TV and other office work. So he doesn't have time to go uh, time to also go on the road. Another effort. So this was the, around the time where he had to work with uh, Vince Russo and he almost blew his he has brains a more out. Colorful, he has some more colorful name for him though. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave that to all of you out there. If you don't listen to his podcast, you can find that out, but well, human feces and a stain. And we'll go with that. Yeah, it's it's another word. It's a it's a more um, like vulgar term for a skid mark. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a few things around the time. I don't know if you remember this, and Bruce Pritchard talked about it on his podcast. Uh, around this time, in, in this like this month, he was on commentary, and there was like a big brawl between the you know the warring factions, and they brawl into the parking lot. And they legitimately smashed the crap out of his real car. Oh, I remember him telling this. Yes. Yeah. And I remember he like he's on commentary and he's like he's getting into it and whatever. And, uh, commentary, and then he's just like, that, that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember that because Bobby he needs to do the same thing whenever they did something in WCW. Like they always he always said, that's my car. I didn't wow. think anything of it. <laughs> he must have been in on it. Yeah, because I, I guess I was just a, a rib, and and like Bruce Pritchard was like, "Oh, we bought him a new car. It was fine, whatever." And Jim Ross didn't think it was so funny. He was like, "Yeah, you know, he had to drive all the way back to Connecticut like that, and it was kind of cold out. They smashed out his windows. <laughs> like, like that was really." And he like, it's like, and that was his car. Like, that's kind of effed up. He's like, "Yeah, we bought him a new one, but like, come on." Like, yeah, I. I wouldn't have been. That was one of the only times I, I was like, maybe Cornette didn't overreact that time because I would have been pretty hot, too. Did he at least get a better one? I sure as hell hope so. Uh, I like how Vince is like, aha, good crap, pal. Just just buy him a new car. Put it on the company tab. <laughs> like, you can afford to go buy Cornette a brand new well, car, but you can't afford to pay Brett. Okay. <laughs> well, a <sighs> million dollar deal versus a you know, twenty thousand dollar car is a big difference. Yeah, uh, time cars were a little cheaper. Then, well, and then, like the was it like the very next year he buys a brand new car just for uh, Stone Cold to destroy with freaking cement. I mean, every night. Yeah. So, like, uh, God, whatever. Either way, I'm sure US, you. I'm sure USA paid for some of that. You'd like to hope. Here's uh, here's the last WWF story I have here, and this one's kind of funny as it's all like speculative. The WWF is looking for a way to evaluate Hunter Hearst Helmsley, or excuse me, elevate Hunter Hearst Helmsley to the next level. So he may end up being paired with Shawn Michaels after all, which is what Shawn has been pitching anyway. 
There have been discussions of putting them together with Rick Rude as sort of a new version of the click, but it may not happen. No, it, it, none of that. Never, happens. never, never going to work out if they do that. Yeah. Well, the Rick Rude thing didn't work out very long, but you know, still. Well, not by their fault, though. Well, I mean, I guess it was their fault, but not for yeah. specifically him. Uh, JR had a weird take on this. I want to, I don't know what you think, but Jim Ross was talking about, he's like, I never understood why Rick Rude was there. He's like, I don't think he really added anything. He's like, how much mileage are you going to get out of this guy? He can't bump. He can't I mean, I was, like, do anything. I often wanted the same thing. He literally just came out with a briefcase and sometimes used his weapon. That was it. Yeah. And like where he was saying, he's like where he walked out after the screw job and he was on raw and nitro on the same night. He's like, I thought it was good TV. He's like, on one hand, I was like, it's kind of effed up, you know, that you do that to us. On the other hand, I was like, eh, what did we really lose? And and he's like, yeah, and I was thinking, he's like, from the WCW side, what the hell were they getting? But oh, I, apparently he wanted to Bischoff to pay off his uh, boys of London, right? So he can wrestle. Yeah. And Bischoff didn't. And apparently that caused some pretty bad blood between them, uh, like even past death to the point of where. Bischoff showed up at his funeral and got told to leave by his wife, which I think is pretty effed up. It's not like Bischoff did anything to him, and he literally paid him to not wrestle. I don't know. Like, hey, uh, can I know you're paying me and to you know be a manager and all this other stuff, but can you pay me more so that I can wrestle? It's like, um, no. Like, well, <laughs> f you then. I don't know. I'm on Eric's side with that one. It's like, why do, was that an agreement when he signed the contract? Because apparently not. I don't think so. I really signed that contract to begin with. That was going to be part of it. I, I always hate that when people come into a job, they sign up like they know the job duties and they agree to do it. And then they're like, you want me to, to do everything? You know, I you uh, we agreed to before I took the job and you're not going to pay me more for it. Like, F you. I'm nervous, a-hole. Yeah, it's like, did you agree to the job? That's a different discussion for a different time. But speaking of funerals, I mentioned earlier, uh, at the funeral of wrestler oh, Jeep... Oh, good lord, that's not a good segue. Well, at the funeral of wrestler Jeep Swenson, both uh, Hulk Hogan and James Kahn gave eulogies. That's a hell of a duo to be giving your eulogy. Wait, wait, like James Kahn from The Godfather? Yeah. And Elf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he knew Jeep Swenson. I know Jeep did some acting stuff, but I don't. I didn't know they were ever in anything together. For anybody that doesn't know who Jeep Swenson is, uh, he was Bane in uh, Batman for uh, Batman and Robin. And, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, that came out right before he passed away. What a hell of a legacy to leave! Yeah, you, you drop that garbage right before you die. That, that's sad. And then, uh, Although, also be, from yeah, a wrestler, I can watch that movie. Bane was probably one of the only things well done in that. Like honestly, except they used him as like a like as a slave, like a brute. I but think like his, his mannerisms and everything, he was pretty decent. I think his look was great, but they made like they made him a brainless idiot that was all hopped up on venom, and it's like, oh my gosh, like the way he was portrayed in um, uh, Dark Knight Rises. That was more like the real Bane, but the look, yeah, bro, bro, <laughs> the, the the look was was pretty good. I will say that. From a yeah, wrestling... I, about it too. I forgot he had that stupid button that 
poison ivy would hit and you go nuts. Like, where the hell did that come from? I forgot about that crap. Okay, yeah. maybe I gave it too much. <laughs> I, I mean, he did pump his pump himself up with more venom here and there, but not in yeah, love. She, she would hit the damn button, and that'd be like his, okay, like winding up to go. Yeah. Oh, it was so I, bad. Well, it, what, are you, what are you talking about, Greg? He had the bat credit card. Never leave the cave without it. Shut up. And bat nipples. I... I can tolerate Batman forever, but no. As a kid who watched that movie growing up, I like it. I will admit. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, when yeah. I was watching it when it came out of the theaters, good lord, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Right. And then, you know, grew up. Right. As an adult, I can admit it's not a great film. As a kid, I loved it, and I'll still watch it, you know, whatever. I, I love Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey, so... I and have I, the Blu-ray here because I have all the Batmans on Blu-ray with like a set, so I do have it. But I don't really watch it. Yeah. I mean, I own uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift as well. I don't watch it. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, you, you get the, the wonderful lines from that movie, too, of, you know, like, uh, oh, it's boiling acid! And and where you killed know... Killed the dinosaurs, dude. Oh, well, that, yeah. yeah Batman and Robin, yeah. That one was... God, Boy, what were we talking? That, needed the laundry karate. That was fun. Actually, uh, now I think about it, Robin was the only was the only saving grace of Batman and Robin. Was he was pretty little damn boy. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back then he had a career. Oh. Is he still in the cop show now? I know we're. Evolving. I think so. Yeah. Either way, uh, back to this though. Everybody in the WCW locker room was talking about Swenson's death since he was just there uh, last year for a pay per view main event, and his death has been widely attributed <sighs> to. I know. And it's now in the archives, sorry. <laughs> no, that was the last podcast. We have not covered it on this one. So it is not in the archives, but maybe I'll dig up the old audio and uh, post it one of these days. Because, um, you know, TJ, because TJ hates you people. Well, I don't, I don't want to rewatch it, so I don't want to do another review of it. But either way, uh, that was uncensored. Real quick, for those who want to know, it's it's uncensored 95. If you, 96. Or 96. 96. Yep. Go Watch it if you dare. That's what we're talking about. It's the uh, alliance to end Hulkamania. Which, oddly enough, kind of does end Hulkamania because he, he, well, he leaves. Part, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he, he leaves after that and then he's, he's gone for a little while. When he comes back, he joins the NWO. Boom. No more Hulkamania. But uh, either way, they're talking about his death since uh, because of the pay-per-view he was just there for. And his death has been widely attributed to his years of steroid abuse, which lots of people in WCW are familiar with. Uh, I don't know what he means by lots of people, but I'm assuming one of them, his initials are SS. And he has a brother whose initials are RS. <laughs> just a hunch. Uh, oh, uh, go blue. Sorry. Uh, I feel like you oh, want me to say uh, that. Oh, uh, choke on it. Choke on what you what you blew. Either way, ECW star Perry Saturn has signed with WCW. Apparently, lots of ECW talent has been contacting WCW recently, and there are rumors that WCW is trying <laughs> to raid the company. Uh, raid them of what? Oddly, oddly enough, Perry Saturn has done this twice in his career now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think right. you have some talent. I mean, this is what? This is 97? Yeah, but it's not Jericho, really a Eddie, Jericho, Eddie already there. Dean, Ray Mysterio already there. Moving yeah. to Benoit. So who's left? Jerry Lynn? Well, he's not even there. We just said he wasn't there. RVD, 
Lance Storm. Yeah, well, they, about, would, they would get Sandman. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to make comments on that, but... <laughs> Uh, if I look, if I had to choose between Sandman and Dreamer, I would have went with Dreamer all the way. But uh, like, yikes! Dreamer is a bigger asset than just wrestling, too. So yeah, I would have. Right. Yeah. The, you you can't even get wrestling out of Sandman. So but anyway, uh, there's a lot of blame going around about who's responsible because it's uh, believed that someone in ECW is facilitating all these talks. Uh, I think they figured out it was Todd Gordon. And fired his ass. And there's one other one. Do you remember who? I think we've already no, talked it, about this. Was it Bill Alfonso? Yeah. And it's supposedly that bloodbath with Bula. Yeah, I know he was. They. I don't think they could prove that he was doing that, but he was at a WCW show, so they took that as he was a rat. I don't know. I would. You're in yeah. a contract with a, with this company. You shouldn't be at this company. Yeah, especially if that's like your main rival. But uh, John Cronus won't be jumping with Saturn in uh, to WCW because apparently Saturn has been wanting to go solo for a long time and had been trying to split up the Eliminators since last year. But Paul Heyman wanted to keep them together. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just find it funny when he goes solo, he goes to WCW and he throws them right in his flock. A group. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I'm back and forth on that because I think the Eliminators could have been fun in WCW. They were an actual good team. Cronus. One of the few they had, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, Cronus was good. Uh, I think he had some possible substance abuse issues. I, I don't know if that, you know, for sure. But yeah. Did he pass was, away? He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not because of drugs, by the way. I want to point that out. Uh, I had no correlation. I just, that was a. That was a bad segue in that question. I was just trying to figure out. I feel like he passed away recently. Not recently. But. Yeah. Uh, well, I just wanted to let anybody know. It's like, because I, I, at one point, because I had heard about that he might have had substance abuse issues. But, yeah. No, he, he had an enlarged heart. Um, I, I guess he it was an actual medical condition that he knew about. It wasn't because of drugs. So. But, anyway. On Nitro this week, the NWO combination of... Wow, here we go, man, with this one. The NWO combi- combination <laughs> of, <laughs> of uh, Kevin Nash, Six, Buff Bagwell, and Conan did a parody of the Arn Anderson retirement promo from last week, and it's generated oh, yeah. a lot of controversy. The initial idea for uh, was for the NWO guys to do their parody, and then the horsemen would run in and clean house on the NWO and get the expected big pop. But on the day of the show, Eric Bischoff nixed the horseman run-in. According to rumor and innuendo, it was Kevin Nash who nixed it. But Flair was supposed to do a promo later in the show, but he was so pissed off about the NWO parody that he refused to go out and do it. Uh, Flair had no problem with how he was portrayed in the parody. Sure. Uh, But he had... Uh, but he was very protective of Anderson, who is one of Flair's closest friends, and he was furious about the way they made fun of him. Anderson was also upset, especially when he talked to his family and found out that his wife and 12-year-old son had been bothered by it. Anderson got into a confrontation with Kevin Sullivan about this after the show. Anderson was said to have considered quitting the company while Flair's contract is up in February, and he's resisted signing a new contract so far. Yeah, that's going to cause some issues with the contract thing. I believe all that's in the archive. 
Yeah. Um, it, that goes on for a while. Because I remember it was... Uh, Literally a year. Dude. It doesn't return until September... Well, once he leaves. It doesn't return until September of 98. So. Yeah. Uh, Unforgiven in your house what took place right after WrestleMania. So I think either April or May. Uh, they were in North Carolina. And Ric Flair Where? was... North Carolina! And Ric Flair was circling the building on his car phone, trying to talking to his lawyer and Bruce Pritchard at the same time, trying to see if he could show up on that pay-per-view. That would have been a huge boost, because that pay-per-view sucked the high-hard one. <laughs> Unforgiven? Uh, Unforgiven 98, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was, the, that was the Inferno match. And the it was. Do Love Austin match. Which, by the way, correlates into what we're going to talk about. Another one of my yeah. biggest wrestling pet peeves. It's same exact thing. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> well, somebody, uh, this guy was a pet peeve for certain people, but you and I liked him. Disco Inferno returned to WCW on Nitro, doing a bit where he was dancing with the Nitro girls and then caused Hugh Morris to lose a TV title match. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the Uncle, Hugh Morris. Uncle Dave says that Morris is really agile for his size, but don't confuse that with being a good worker because he sucks. Oh, go to hell. No, he doesn't. Yeah, it's like I never thought Bill DeMott, Hugh Morris, whatever the hell. I never thought he sucked. I never cared about him. Never thought he sucked. <sighs> whatever. For now, it appears that the plan is Nitro will become an NWO show, while the new Thursday show will be a WCW show. But that could still change. Oh, I, uh, he even built plans change into his damn uh, writing. I like that. Yeah, you gotta right. give props for that, dude. Hashtag plans that change. That could change. Yeah. <laughs> it might. It could possibly happen. It, it, it just, but it's not that I'm reporting it wrong. It's that they changed it to make me look bad. Real quick, I, there was an article I was reading uh, from uh, someone posted it, and it said in the article, I forget what the whole context was, but in the same exact sentence, he goes, So this is what's going to happen, or this is probably what's going to happen. Maybe. <laughs> My Probably gosh. Probably going to happen, maybe. Perhaps. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> it's probably going to happen, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know, I'm all probably going to win the lottery, maybe. <laughs> all I can think of is there's a, I think it was the, the pilot episode of that American Dad uh, where he comes out, he's got that. Show? Say what? Is that the animated show? That's the, it's made by the same guy that does, um, uh, Family Guy. Yeah, so it's the animated show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, you ever, you, do you remember that, the, uh, terror, or the, uh, like the, the terror color codes, whatever, they're like, oh, we're in, uh, code, uh, red today for, you know, terror, which means that, you know, terrorists might attack America again, whatever. They did that after 9-11 for a while. Well, he had... Uh, he had that on his fridge, and he, like, pushed the arrow, and he's like, You'll be very careful out there today. We're at Terror Alert Orange. Which means something might go down somewhere in some way at some point in time. So look sharp! <laughs> and it's like, that's all I could think of was un- with Uncle Dave. It's like, this may happen somewhere at some time, perhaps, maybe. But, you know, plans may change. Uh, oh, man, every football team plans on maybe perhaps kind of winning the Super Bowl, but we'll, you know, plans are going to change for 31 of those teams. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. 
Um, well, this one, I was like, oh, God, this sucks. Uh, he got hurt out of the wrestling. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not where I thought you were going. Okay. Yeah. But uh, Hector Garza suffered a tor- uh, suffered torn ligaments in his arm when he was installing an air conditioner at his house. And the, and the unit slipped and fell on him while he was on the ladder. Oh, Lord. Uh, he fell, and the AC unit cut his arm up pretty badly. He'll be out of action for a month or so. That sounds so damn fake. Yeah, I know. Like, what the heck? <sighs> but uh, that's... that's I don't man. think he would ever come back to WCW. I feel like he just disappears. And if he does, it's like sporadically. I know he shows up. He's in the early days of TNA. But... Yeah, yeah. And he's in, the, in 2005 TNA when, unfortunately, it's, uh, he was jacked up on roids. You can tell. He's huge. Yeah. And I know he had a roid problem. I'm not just making that up. I heard he had a bad problem with it, but... Yeah, yeah that's sad. I, I didn't know that about him. But either way, uh, on WCW's Saturday night show, According to Uncle Dave, Dusty Rhodes, quote, set a new announcing record uh, by going an entire match on commentary without mentioning the name of even one of the six competitors. It, <laughs> it was a six yeah, man. Tell stories. Don't talk about the wrestlers. <laughs> Apparently, it was a six man tag match featuring, quote, some of the Mexican guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sucks. Yeah, Dusty was um, unique on commentary, we'll say. Uh, speaking he was of, unique uh, in everything he did. <laughs> yeah, really. Speaking of uh, WCW and Mexico, Eric Bischoff held a meeting with AAA President Paco Alonso and Promo, Az- Promo Azteca's Conan to try to get the two sides to work together <sighs> and put together a WCW-promoted joint Lucha Libre pay-per-view next year. But the meeting didn't go well. I know I was shocked too. Uh, and the and the two sides are already back at war. A couple of EMLL stars no showed their recent show and surprise debuted the same night for promo Azteca. What a dick move. Uh, as for the meeting, word is that Conan and Paco Alonso were cordial at first, but by the end of the meeting, both men were yelling and cursing at each other. Oh man. You know, I just thought I mean, have we had like a single New segment in the past couple months when we don't talk about Conan. Have uh, you noticed that? Yeah, it's always something. <sighs> but I don't know, man. Like, I wonder if he was ripping a bong while this was all going on, too. That just seems to be his default. <sighs> this story kind of wraps up something we, we talked about on previous 97 episodes in Mexico, by the way. Former UWA promoter Carlos Menas. Uh, was finally released by his kidnappers last week. The story seems to have been covered up by the media uh, and is being kept pretty quiet. So no one knows if the ransom was paid for his freedom or not. We actually never find out. He was released, and he lived until 2015. So when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I looked it up just for fun. And apparently Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't cover it because they thought it was a hoax. Really? Yeah. I don't know uh, if he had hoaxed before or there, it's like in that part of the country there was a hoax. I don't know. I, I'm not going to comment. I don't know. But I, I said a lot of people didn't cover it because they figured it was just, a, it said, quote, another kidnapping hoax. They didn't specify from him. 
They just said another kidnapping hoax. So do with that what you will. Huh. Yeah, because it was him and another guy that both got kidnapped. The first guy got released. Uh, we, I, we talked about that on a previous episode. Uh, one of our 97 shows. It might have been the 100 Nitro. Uh, but either way, there he got released. And now, less than a month later, they released the other guy. So And I don't know. They just stopped yeah, covering I mean, it. that could... That could play into the whole hoax thing. I don't say, like I said, I don't know if they said this guy was uh, pulling a hoax. I don't know if they said this country was pulling a hoax. I don't know if they said whoever reported was a hoax. I don't know. But clearly, there's a reason for them to think there was a hoax. Right. That's Uh, weird. Well, that's pathetic, by the way. If you hoax a kidnapping, you deserve to burn in hell for that. That's not cool. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Oh, I got kidnapped by the cartel. Quick, send money. Left up. Oh, I didn't know it's like all the time. <laughs> wow. That's I do. Weird, I, that's weird because I always get emails from African princes saying that uh, you know I need if I if I send them a, a you know thousand dollars they'll you know they'll repay me in millions. Oh, oh Africa, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I got Bangladesh and uh, uh, Armenia. Now, those ones I don't get princes. I get uh, quote unquote <laughs> podcast promoters. <laughs> anybody with a podcast with any sort of reach will tell you that happens all the time but anyway now to japan where Kensuke sasaki defeated shinya hashimoto for the iwgp world heavyweight title ending hashimoto's 489 day reign as champion which at that point was the longest in title history i think okada beat it at that time, it was a big thing. <laughs> I did not watch Japanese wrestling at this time, so I really don't know who these guys are. I've heard the names of Hashimoto and, and Sasaki, but I, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. This one is kind of funny. Steve Williams and Gary Albright versus Kenta Kobashi and Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace! Oh, man! Sign yeah. my ass up! In all Japan, pro wrestling was shockingly horrible. I know. Hold okay, I gotta ask butt. for you to go on. Did he really write shocking? Uh, he he might have. That might have been me. I can't remember at this point who did okay, what. Yeah, I want to know the context of that. Did he really write shockingly? Like, and was I think, it sarcastic? I'm. I, I, I have questions. He wrote it because. Well, here's what Uncle Dave had to say about it. He he says that it was possibly the worst all Japan match of the decade and says that he wouldn't have believed how bad it was if he hadn't seen it with his own eyes <laughs> considering that and he said considering the talent in the ring he says All right, the, I'm done. he said it's 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 quite possibly the worst match of the year uh he said everybody the except talent po- in the ring. <laughs> he said everybody except kobashi looked bad but kobashi wasn't good enough to save it it gets the dreaded dud rating. Oh, only a dud, huh? Yeah, it, you know, you're not, I don't know if you're just saying that because we've literally seen him give negative stars. So if he's even get a dud, it's above negative stars, right? Right. We get uh, negative stars on this show, so. <laughs> well, you know, uh, nothing below it. Okay, so the old, the old joke, wink, wink, uh, you know, five stars or six stars if it's in the Tokyo Dome. But if it's in Japan, it can't go any lower than a dud. Got it. Yeah, right. Uh, hey, if this was in America, 
This would have been negative five stars, no buys. All right. And if it was in the Tokyo Dome? Well, it, well if it was in the Tokyo Dome, like right there, it, it might have got a star. But here it was just in some random Japanese uh, venue. So, you know, dud. <laughs> People think we're being funny, by the way. Nope, he really is like this, folks. He won't admit it, and his followers won't admit it, but he's like this. How dare you say that, Greg? He's going to give you one more chance after that bad take. How dare you? Okay, yeah, but that's on Twitter. He's, you know, yeah, right. I'm saving that one. <laughs> Got that. You're, you're waiting to load that bullet. <laughs> uh, speaking of negative stars, by the way, in FMW, Atsushi Onita is scheduled no to more. face... Is scheduled to face <laughs> Wing Kanemura in one of their usual exploding ring death matches. Oh, good lord, have mercy! It, it, he's I, not going to have mercy that on this. Well, interestingly enough, Onita has vowed to retire from wrestling if he loses, which Uncle Dave says takes a lot of nerve, given all the controversy of him going back on his word on his first retirement a couple of years ago. That is weird because I don't think there's ever been a professional wrestler that retires and then unretires or or doesn't retire after yeah, saying they're going to. It's never I, ever happened. I know. I'm shocked too. Like, blow me over with a feather. <sighs> Out of Japan now. Back throw, to throw uh, Roy Jones Jr. in there. You can throw a Tom Brady in there, but you know, never a pro, pro wrestler. Yeah, right. Uh, so back to America. A couple of things. One is an actual person who passed away. Another one is uh, a promotion that passed away. So the promotion here, uh, this is interesting-ish. The ownership situation in USWA is sort of a mess. No one really knows what's going on, but it seems like the new owners, who were a couple of (laughs) Cleveland businessmen, seem to be spending a lot of money on things like new sets and making the show look better. But there hasn't been any new money coming in to offset it. USWA has survived for years because Jerry Jarrett, huh? uh, Well, you know, uh, he's basically never spent any money and ran a bare bones promotion while everybody else went out of business. There's a lot of rumors flying around about the future of the company. Yeah, it's dead. I just laughed when you said, uh, no, nobody knows what's going on. That can't be good. Yeah, nobody knows what the hell's going on. We just show up and wrestle. (laughs) <laughs> a couple of these rich Polacks from Cleveland came in here and took over. So yeah. that's a good sign, right? Uh, so wait, anyway. so I just want to point out one more thing. Rich people, even though they have money, doesn't mean their company will survive, folks. Apropos of nothing. I feel like, yeah, I feel that like out you're there. getting at something here. But I'm not. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking crap. <laughs> uh, last year I'm, not, I'm here. not hoping for it, by the way. I'm just saying. Don't sit there and act like you're untouchable because you got money. You're not. I got more money than WWE. Sure. <laughs> well, dad does, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, last story we got here. I don't know who this guy is, but I thought the story was kind of interesting. Uh, a former Olympic wrestler and later pro wrestler, Dale Lewis, died this week from leukemia. His amateur wrestling days... Oh, in the Yeah. His amateur wrestling days back in the 1950s and 60s ended up negatively affecting his later pro wrestling career. In college, Lewis went to the University of Oklahoma along with Bill Watts. Lewis and Watts had a wrestling. <laughs> Lewis and Watts had a wrestling match to see who in the school who would be on the school's varsity heavyweight wrestler wrestling team, and Lewis won. Oh man! Well, uh, good good thing. I'm gonna uh, guess uh, since he wrestled him, white guy. 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Let's see, Dale Lewis wrestler. Let's see. Yeah, he's white. Okay, because I was going to yeah, say. I'm going to say uh, Cowboy would not be wrestling a black man. I'm just saying. But well, it, well, if he if he faced him, he he beat him out for varsity. That would explain a whole lot of uh, Bill's hate. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's so that, that's like the genesis of the uh, like the villain origin story. <laughs> uh, the racist villain origin story. But anyway, that does it for the news and notes. Uh, time to get into the event here uh, after the break. But before we do, uh, I know you like hockey. I'm not a I love hockey. It's almost time. Uh, yeah, so you like hockey. As of the day of this, as 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 of the day of this airing. That's the correct English. Uh, hockey preseason's starting, so yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, there you go. So you like hockey enough for the both of us. I have, I don't think I've ever seen a full hockey game in my entire life. So uh, is it game or match? It's game, right? Hockey game. I know uh, some, is, yeah. some sports are weird about it, uh, but anyway, yeah. But you well, like Merck, hockey? It's called a uh, game. It's a match anywhere else. Merck. Wow. Sorry. But if you like uh, if you like hockey, then you're going to love this podcast. It's going to be coming up in the break. What we're going to be talking about, uh, it's from a friend of ours, Shaggy Von Doom, a.k.a. Kyle Sullivan, bringing you the Here in Puckburg podcast. Greg was on an episode talking about how he got into loving hockey and his San Jose Sharks and all that good stuff. We're going to kick ass and win it all this year. Yeah, I see you guys. Kyle's going to hear this and he's going to send me... Some uh, tweets about it and laugh, but you know we're gonna take it all. So yeah, he likes all your. Don't favorite worry, teams, Shaggy. Man. We'll still be friends. <laughs> he likes all your favorite teams, man. He likes the Avalanche. He likes the Broncos. I mean, gosh. <sighs> and I genuinely like this guy, by the way. So you know, think about that. <laughs> I don't know what baseball team he likes, though. I, I forget. I assume it's the Rockies. I could be wrong. I don't. I just. I, mean, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this. And if yeah, we have, I, know- I got a bad. So wasn't there a, an odd like uh, like college team he liked? Where I was like, "What the f?" I don't. Even... I know the Titans were one of the ones he liked. A pro football team. Oh, um, no, that's right. Because uh, uh, didn't you say like uh, Roll Tide or something like that? And he was like, "No, yeah, it's like the other Alabama team." Yeah, with uh, shoot, I don't even remember what it is now. <laughs> Top of my head, <laughs> it's Auburn, right? So, uh, yeah, sure, Auburn. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That one. It's like one of those. It's like when you go to LA and you meet the random uh, Clipper family. What? Clippers. That's like, Clippers right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's literally the same building. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, it's like when you're a Jets fan, you could be a Giants fan. You literally play in the same place. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're gonna tell you about that going into this break, and on the other end, it's the event at hand in your house. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, 
He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Hey, we're back. We're back. It's WWF Ground Zero in your house. Uh, it took place on September 7th, 1997. The tagline, that's the bottom line. And Austin is on the show. He doesn't wrestle. Okay, I thought the tagline was Ground Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, too, until I looked it up. I'm like, nope. Like, I think it's on the... Like, if you get the the tape, I don't think they ever made a DVD of it, but uh, you get the old VHS. I think it was on the box. It said, that's the bottom line. <laughs> like, okay. I, uh, but, I always like the In Your House titles because if they said it the word first... Sounded weird, weird, weird like the other way around. Yeah, in your house, grounds like my house is ground zero, or in your house, beware of dogs. So, gotta beware of my dog in my house. It just sounded weird, my damn head. I don't know why. Yeah, well, in your house was weird. I don't know when they started switching the titles around because this was the I want to say because I know for a fact it's rock bottom in your house in December. Mm-hmm. In 1998. So I want to say he dropped it with No Way Out. I could be very wrong on that. Well, in 1999. Or Backlash I, in Your House. Ah, I'm looking, it's 99, I believe. Well, yeah, cause, uh, well, no, I'm talking about like switching around. like Because it used to be, like you said, it was In Your House, whatever. You know, the tagline is. Like, the last one was In Your House 16, Canadian Stampede. So I guess this is the first one. That they switched around. 
And this is the first three-hour one, right? Three-hour non-Big yes. Four pay-per-view. Maybe yes. that's a correlation. Maybe. And it was, uh, I, I saw the price point. It was, it was $30 for this one. So, like, 10 bucks an which hour. Which is not, obviously, not 15 which is what it, what it was. So, yeah, this must be the, the whole change, which I didn't realize. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, this was, I guess, the first one where they switched it around with the titles and everything. There you go. But uh, we talked about Jim Cornette earlier. This show took place at the Louisville Gardens in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, the attendance was 4,963. You could tell this is not exactly a big venue, like especially when they do like a like an upshot where you can see like uh, I noticed it during the LODs entrance, like they look up and you can see the ceiling and it's like, wow, <laughs> that's like they got like a drop ceiling. There were uh, quite a few old Monday Night Raws like that, too. Yeah, they the venues have certainly improved since those days. But the pay-per-view buy rate for this well, was... Well, the venues might be the same, but they're just now going to basketball arenas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but the pay-per-view buy rate for this one was 0. .45. So, not not bad, you know, especially for, you know, first three-hour one. that They, they haven't conditioned uh, people to, to buy their long pay-per-views around this time. WCW no, always did because, full-length ones. Because if you go back and watch most of the, like, the, uh, the uh, what do they call it, the uh, the reports, you know, the in your house report, WrestleMania report, whatever. You go back and watch all those. Todd Grisham always tells you it's fourteen ninety nine. Like that's huh. a huge thing in the reports. So, yeah. So this one, they're like, well, let's switch to a you know a pay per view every month and whatever because they do back to back pay per views here. So I mean, like I said, next month is uh, Bad Blood. And they literally just filled in all the gaps, the big fours with in your houses. Yep. And then they drop that, and then they just start, you know, they're, they they drop the in your house title, and they start having other ones. But, uh, but yeah, I think spring of the, I think after WrestleMania, the backlash was the one after WrestleMania ninety nine. It was. was. I don't remember if that was in your house or not, though. It it that was the final one. It was I, I remember that because that uh, it was like the first ever backlash, and it was the final in your house. So, until I so the first ever non in your house non big four was the show where Owen Hart died. Good Lord. You can't write that. Yeah. Well, either that's sad. But either way, we get pretty much right into the first match after the opening packages, effing packages. And it is Gold Dust with Marlena taking on Brian Pillman. Pillman wins. Marlena has to be his slave for 30 days. But if he loses, he leaves the WWF forever. 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 And this goes... They uh, were really... Sorry, they really didn't care about using the word slave. Did you realize that? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, what? Not servant or personal assistant or whatever, something more PC. Nope. Slave. <laughs> yeah. Good and lord. They, and they insinuated... In this uh, week's... Say what? In this week's episode of uh, Fly 2022, here you go. Yeah, right. So, and they insinuated like sex slave, basically. <laughs> like, good lord. Oh well, anyway, you know, I'm not to spoil the ending, but if anyone sees the videos on Raw, their goings on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he always like made her dress in like some real skimpy like leather outfits and whatever. And would grab <sighs> her ass under the dress coming out. Yeah. 
Yikes. But yeah, I put on 1997 yeah, said, versus 02, folks. There you go. What a difference love, a quarter of a century makes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love how slavery is a stipulation for a match, by the way. But we get a jump start from Goldust. Goldust went for the curtain call. The ref gets bumped. We see a metric ass ton of ref bumps tonight, by the way. Just putting that out there. Marlena uh, then tries one per match at least. <laughs> yeah. Marlena then tries hitting Pillman with her loaded purse. Pillman spell, uh, steals it, cracks gold dust in the face. Uh, in the and face. He, and he pins him to win. This will be Brian Pillman's final WWF pay per view appearance. <sighs> Pretty sad. Uh, Uncle Dave and I both gave this two and a half stars for average. What say you? I gave it two as well. Was this also his last match? I feel like he didn't wrestle after this. He was on a Raw after this. I don't... I Well, I think he wrestled on a Raw after this. I know he was on quite a few Raws after this. Because, well, like I said, the videos and stuff. But yeah, I don't remember if he wrestled or not. Yeah, I don't remember for sure. Somebody out there can correct us if we're wrong. But yeah, he dies oh, the end of Bad Blood. I think he dies the day of Bad Blood. The day of, yeah. Or at least that's when they found him. Sad. After the match, while Goldust is knocked out, Brian Pillman grabs Marlena and forces her to the backstage area while she's fighting him. Goldust eventually wakes up and runs after them. Jerry Lawler grabs the purse that was left behind, opens it up, and pulls out a brick. Good lord. Uh, uh, I actually really love that. Like, So they're telling us it wasn't BS. This is like a legit thing. Right. I love that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I was like, ah, at least it's something. Uh, but backstage, Pillman rushes Marlena into a waiting car and drives off while Goldust runs after them. He eventually storms off and addresses in, into a dressing room and gets repeatedly bleeped out while he throws furniture. This, uh, I don't know if anyone caught it, or if you caught it, this was kind of like a throwback to SummerSlam 1990 when DiBiase bought Sapphire. Dusty Rhodes chased him out. Uh, so essentially just a throwback to that. That's cool. I never never would have thought of that. Uh, I I gotta ask though, where do you where do you get a, you know purses with bricks inside of them? Uh, loaded purses are us. Okay, it's nice little mom and pop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, because you can't take that on the road with you. I mean, you're gonna put that in your carry on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty thick. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but up next. We've got the match of the night. It is Scott Putsky taking on Too Sexy Brian Christopher. This one goes... Um, I feel like he had some sarcasm in there. Oh, not at all. I mean, And this goes Just making sure. four, four minutes, 45 seconds of awesomeness. So... <laughs> the post of the last match was longer than this match. Just pointing that out. Pretty there, much. <laughs> yep. Well, the crowd chants Jerry's kid at uh, Christopher. Christopher actually hits the skull-crushing finale as a cutoff move. Did you see that? I didn't. Well, I don't know one of the voice cracks. They just hit puberty live on the podcast. I didn't <laughs> see that. Yeah, yeah. Putsky comes off the ropes at one point. He grabs him like he grabs his arm, turns him around, and bam! Skull-crushing finale. I'm like, what the hell? But in the end, Brian dumps Putsky outside and does a somersault plancha over the top rope. Putsky buckles and grabs his left knee. The ref checks on him and calls the match off. 
Scott Putsky reportedly suffered what was thought to be a torn quad and had surgery the next day. So that was legit. I had no idea he legit got hurt. I figured it was legit. Oh. It just seems so damn random. I'm like, why would he do an injury angle in this match? <laughs> you know, it's just I never thought of it like that. Yeah. That poor dude tore his damn quad. Not like he had a super bright future, but this kind of killed any well, any hope he had. He gets he does go to WCW for a couple of minutes. I remember that, and nobody gives a damn there either. But either way, uh, I gave it uh, a star and a half. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. <laughs> Let's see you. Okay, so I want to amend my notes here because I wrote this is the worst piece of crap ever. Why is this on the pay-per-view? But I did not know he was legit hurt, to be fair. Well, he so for that, I'll say match, two no. because maybe they were on their way to doing something. I highly doubt it, but good on you for thinking that. <laughs> oh, uh, Christopher was a decent, especially looking back, I appreciate his work a lot more. I, I think Brian Christopher was a good wrestler. Some uh, but say after, he caught a bad break at birth. That's just a rumor. <laughs> yeah, right. I see so Jim Ross's folks, not mine. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. <laughs> after the match, Jerry the King Lawler comes into the ring to celebrate with Brian Christopher. They then go to check on Scott Putsky, who's being helped by a trainer and two referees. Lawler starts mocking him on the mic. Putsky actually gets stretchered out of the building. There you go. Up next, we've got... <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, so he got hurt legit in this match. Yep. Waller gets on the mic, runs him down. Um, yeah. Was that an audible, or was he always going to talk crap to him after the match? Uh, probably think about both. that. He was probably always going to talk crap to him after the match, but he was also probably like, crap, we got to fill time. Uh, I, You could tell he like he went up and was like checking on him, though. I was like, uh, geez, is he really hurt? But not like he, you know, was like, ha ha, you're hurt, F you, or something like that. You know, he just did a, one of his little one-liner jokes and, you know, like a little roll or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but anyway, up next, speaking of ha ha, we've got a triple threat match. <laughs> it is between... Oh, set him up, he knocks him down. What a freaking <laughs> partnership we got here, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not even hurt, folks. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, Savio Vega versus Farouk versus Crush in 11 and a half minutes. It is all cool. three leaders yeah. of their groups. I know. Star power. Asses <laughs> but, uh, in seats. Oh, hell yeah, man. Right there. Because what do the rabid fans of Louisville, Kentucky want to see? But the the white biker dude with tattoos taking on the the black militant guy taking on the, the Puerto Rican national. <laughs> they have the whole world cup right there in, in Louisville, man. You're talking about dude. Exactly. This was a world cup year. I believe, <laughs> man, <laughs> I believe I could be wrong on that. I don't know the years, but I know it's every four years and I know it's not the Olympic year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love how triple threat matches uh, were so new at this point in the WWF that they told us the rules to start the match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, essentially, I believe, an ECW ripoff, if I remember correctly. Don't hold me to that, but I think they invented the... Or did they invent the triangle? I don't know. It's one of those two. WWE definitely did not invent this, though. ECW did it a lot. Um, I guess they actually... 
like Vince McMahon was so insistent that his guys wouldn't know how to book this thing that he actually had Pat uh, Pat Patterson and Bruce Pritchard call Paul Heyman. He's like, call him up, figure out how to book this damn thing. Like, really? I see, sir. Like, I'm sure Pat Patterson could, oh, well, he got the crush, and he come in, he hits the black man, and then the Puerto Rican come and boom, and yeah, it's the, the gaga. I think, oh, it. <laughs> I think so. You're not quite as good as Brian Myers, but you're close. Yeah. It's, he it's, is the best one. His, his, like, uh, his Pat Patterson is just crazy good. <laughs> in my defense, I'm doing Bruce Pritchard doing Pat Patterson, so there's that. But I did say, and you you might have a different opinion of this, but I said it was a little sloppy, not that bad. I just didn't care. I, I share the same opinion. My note said not as bad as I actually thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, it got better as it went along. Say that. Uh, Look, you know, all jokes aside about how stupid this was, these are three decent wrestlers. Right. I always thought Saudi Vega was grossly underrated, but yeah, Rush was damn, damn good. good. You know, Farouk is a damn Hall of Fame world champion, so right. You know, yeah, I always like Crush. Uh, in the end, Crush hit the heart punch on Farouk. Savio nailed the spinning wheel kick on Crush and then pinned him to win. After this, Vince tried claiming that he doesn't think these men will ever be the same. Like seriously, like they just went through hell. <sighs> Uh, Uncle Dave said this was one of the worst matches of the year, and he gave it a negative star and a half. Oh, shut the hell up. It was far worse. We, we literally reviewed far worse in this podcast this, this past month. <laughs> right. Uh, I gave it two stars, slightly below average, but right up there. Let's say you. I bumped it up to two because I was, I don't know, I wasn't like, oh, good lord. It like, wasn't, I wasn't wait. Yeah, I wasn't a turd. This wasn't I wrote one in with so full full disclosure, and and this is the match I thought we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh no, there's one coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, or maybe that was the one. I forget. My brain's going. But yeah, we. Like, I gave it. I had it at one. I gave it two. I was like, ah, it was so bad. Yeah. Well, we get a commercial now for the because Stone Cold said so VHS tape, which I had. I had that. I did not have that one, but I had the uh, I didn't own the one that came after this, but I I rented it from the video store back when that was a thing. WTF is that? <laughs> uh, throw it in your Google video. machine. Yeah, right. But up next, we've got the minis. It's El Torito versus Max Mini in just under nine and a half minutes. This is not the same El Torito that was with Los Matadores about 15 years later. Okay, so when I saw this, because I didn't look it up, I'm, I probably just forgot. I'm like, well, it's the same one, right? Because no. there, that, that's a spoiler. What I'm about to say, that El Torito could actually do stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, this, well, this one, one was just wow. Oh, good lord! This, Why are you here as a joke? <laughs> this was Mini Vader. You remember Mini Vader? I do. Jim yeah. Cornette's got a funny video on his uh, YouTube uh, helping Mini Vader piss in Penn Station in New York. <laughs> oh, right. to funny. So this is a line I thought I would never say, but there was a lot of ass biting going on in this match. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do not <laughs> get real. ahead 
of me for next month. <laughs> Good <Okay>. lord. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know how far ahead you are in watching, but you ain't I, seen nothing yet. I okay? haven't watched the show after you, this yet, so. You have not seen anything yet, so just hold oh. your disbelief on that. Uh, you're really setting me up for not wanting to watch that. But, <laughs> but, uh, hold on, I'm not looking at the schedule. It might not be the next one, but you're going to see it in the month of October. It's almost okay. <laughs> well, Max Mini runs up and sits on Jerry Lawler's lap and then wears his crown while the ch- crowd chants Jerry's kid at him. <laughs> I laughed way too hard at that, dude. <laughs> this is freaking stupid, but it's funny. <laughs> Uh, in the end, Max Mini mm. runs and er, hits a running sunset flip for a pinfall victory. Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarter stars. I actually gave it three stars. I had, thought they had a decent little match. What say you? I gave it two. It was uh, a fun watch. I laughed a lot. And no, I not laughed because they're size. But, you know, the fact is they're smaller people and they do stuff in it. They were doing laugh. funny spots. I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that because that's what it was supposed to be. They were literally I doing comedy so spots. Hard at so, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't laugh, then it's like, ugh. Yeah, I like, talked to Hornswoggle like a couple times a month, like personally via message. So he's one of my favorite people. So anyone thinks I'm being like a, I don't know what the word is against little people. I'm not. Sizest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, up next. Did I just do the equivalent of I can't be racist because I'm a black friend? I think I did. I apologize. I, I, I can't hate little people. I've got a little person friend. <laughs> That's not how it was supposed to come out. <laughs> Although I have always said, because you know, they're like, well, you can't say that. And it's like, uh, can't I? It's like, I'm pretty sure an indication of I'm not racist is I have friends that are, you know, of various eth- ethnicities. Yeah, right. But either way. I can go I'm, around the world with the freaking friends that I have. Jeez, I'm, I'm showing. <laughs> when you work at Twitter, uh, you amass you, up. A huge, uh, diverse group of friends. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're now showing a video now of uh, Steve Austin getting pile driven at SummerSlam by Owen Hart, Commissioner Sa- Sergeant Slaughter on Friday night's main event. Which pause for that real quick. Friday night's main event. They did this like two weeks in a row because Raw was preempted by the U.S. Open. It's always a U.S. Open or a stupid dog show. Yep. You remember That's that February garbage? Though? I I do, they still that. do it for the dog show, but I believe they kick the dog show off USA now. So, thank uh, God. Look <laughs> <laughs> so on uh, MSNBC or some crap, whatever. I don't know. Just that's where it's at. Yeah, get it the hell off. Time for uh, time for naked men in uh, oily, t- oily naked men in tights to wrestle. Kick yeah, the dogs they're, off. they're out there Donald ducking it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but Commissioner Sar- Sergeant Slaughter on Friday night's main event said that he would make Stone Cold Steve Austin surrender his tag team title and recover from his neck injury. Uh, he then, or we then go to live footage where Sergeant Slaughter is in the ring with Jim Ross. Slaughter says that he's doing his job to the best of his abilities, which means doing the unpopular thing sometimes. By the way, as a kid, uh, I only knew Slaughter as Commissioner Slaughter. That was the figurehead when I started watching wrestling. So, obviously, I, I think Gorilla Monsoon was better, but I don't know. I liked Sergeant Slaughter in this role. I don't know well, if he really. Slaughter could get a little more physical, too. And yeah. Command respects. The only time. I mean, I, he was a legit badass, too. Not that Gorilla Monsoon wasn't, but. 
Well, Gorilla Monsoon had that like Godfather thing to him, where it's like, oh, you know, don't mess with him. Where you know, which made it a bigger deal when Vader like laid his ass out. All right. So, but by the this uh, point, DX over here giving Slaughter wedgies and spitting his face and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the stuff get he far did with China. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I remember uh, like the the reason. Gorilla stepped down at this time as his health was kind of deteriorating, so he he just wanted to step away, which I respect that. You know, enjoy the last days of your life. Don't go on the road all the damn time. But either way, uh, he calls out Dude Love to surrender his tag team title. Dude Love says that he could defend the titles alone, but he knows that it was Steve Austin who really helped him win those titles, so he's giving them up. And when Stone Cold's theme music hits, the crowd jumps to their feet and hit the damn roof. The babies get thrown in the air. Literally. Yeah. Uh, Austin flips the double bird to JR and steals his mic. He goes off on Slaughter and says that he can wrestle if he says he can wrestle. So Slaughter needs to let him. Slaughter doesn't back down, however, and he takes the tag title and leaves. JR says that he hopes that Austin can get back to 100% again, and Stone Cold drops his ass with a Stone Cold Stunner, which I believe was the <sighs> first non wrestler. Stunner in the WWF. So I don't know. That's uh there you go. Setting up for the McMahon thing later on. But Dude Love has to hold him back as Sergeant Slaughter, referees, and EMTs check on JR. Austin eventually leaves before Ross can get help to the back. According to Uncle Dave, Ross was supposed to do a stretcher job, but they forgot to bring the stretcher back after Putsky had to be legitimately carried out on it, so he ended up being helped out by Slaughter. Uh, Dave also knows. Why would you need a stretcher for a stunner? I, I don't believe him. I'm not <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Uh, J- when Jr. was asked about it, he didn't dispute it. But then again, he said he can't really remember, so he doesn't know. But I just don't al- see why you need a stretcher for getting a stunner. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> Austin also kn- got legit his neck broke and walked out. So screw you. <laughs> that was just pretty, he was a tough it. Yeah, but. Dave also notes that Vince McMahon seems really tired on commentary. Uh, sure. He's tired of his BS. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, backstage, Doc Hendricks is interviewing Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Owen says that what Stone Cold Steve Austin did to Jim Ross was insane, and he shouldn't be any should be uh, also stripped of the Intercontinental title, fined, suspended, and jailed for the assault of a color commentator. Ah, oh, man. But Bulldog says that even though Ross is from Oklahoma, he didn't deserve to be assaulted. <laughs> I don't get that one. It's like, why is the British guy ragging on Oklahoma? <sighs> I can understand if he was like I, I, Texas. You don't remember that, that, you don't remember that famous um, uh, Manchester United versus Oklahoma uh, soccer team rivalry? You remember that? Yeah, sure. You don't do any research for the show. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet someone's going to hear this. I think I'm serious. <laughs> uh, on commentary of... Smoking. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on commentary... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, hell, hell no. They don't play football either, but that's a different story. Uh, wow, I say it. Oh, I'm going to get some hate on that one. <laughs> But uh, on commentary, Vince McMahon says that Steve Austin is a jackass and may be willing to suffer paralysis, but the WWF isn't willing to suffer for him. There you go. 
I don't think I'm he loving was... this whole thing, man. This, this build-up is just fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And the fans didn't have to see Austin wrestle at this time. They were just happy to see him, and he comes out, hits a stunner, and see ya. Well, Pritchard said they had more ratings with him not wrestling than they did with him wrestling. With him wrestling. Like, yep. That's crazy to think about. You can get some you can get some damn mileage out of Austin just doing this stuff. And he proved it years later when he was hurt again and he had to hit those skits with him, Vince and uh, Kurt backstage. There you and go. Of course, with him and Bischoff were great. Oh, oh, yeah. The whole thing where Bischoff had to go hunt him down in, in, in Texas. I loved that. <laughs> but uh, See, next, Austin, maybe, maybe, maybe people should amend that. Stone Cold, the wrestler, is never really a draw. Stone Cold just being there with draw. Yeah, know, right. Maybe. <laughs> it's proven. But. Yep. Up next, this was the match that Dave liked it better than that triple threat, but this was the one I thought was a damn mess. It was the headbangers of Mosh and Thrasher taking on the Godwins of Henry O. Godwin, Phineas I. Godwin, you know, hog and pig, taking on the British Bulldog and Owen Hart, and finally taking on the Legion of Doom Hawking Animal Nafe. They call it a fatal four-way for the WWF Tag Team titles. It was just shy of 17 and a half minutes. We get probably the first fatal four-way in WWF history, in name only, by the way, on this event. And we know this because they tell us the rules yet again before the opening bell. This is not a fatal four-way. A fatal four-way means one fall to a finish. This is a four-corners elimination match. Uh, I did think it was funny to see a tracking line go across the screen. Uh, the first time I noticed it was during the headbangers entrance. I'm like, man, that's the old tapes for you. <laughs> also tells you where they got the master from this from. Yeah, right. That infamous uh, Road Warrior pop was still alive and well in 97, by the way, because they hit the freaking roof. Was, it was, but you can, you can uh, tell they were trying harder because there's not many people here. Yeah, right. But we hear interviews from the Headbangers, Godwins, and LOD before the opening bell. Owen and Bulldog are the only ones who look like actual wrestlers in this match. Mosh and Thrasher look like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mosh and Thrasher do not look like wrestlers to you? They look like they were ready for a 90s goth concert. Like going to a Cold Chamber concert or some crap. Uh, the Godwins look like... You have no idea how spot on you can be. <laughs> yeah, right. Godwins look like they're ready for a day on the farm. And the LOD look like cartoon characters. Uh, I hated a, the rule that the partner could be tagged in and they partners had to fight. That was so dumb. That would actually come into play. This would be, an out, this would be a new age outlaw thing one day. And uh, yes, by the way, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, he's Xavier Woods and Joby Kingston trying to do this. They <laughs> try to pin one another to win the match. That's still alive and well, folks. Great. I always thought that was dumb. Like, like, oh, of course, the new day would bring that back. Of course. Yeah, if it's going to be somebody, definitely them. <laughs> but when Lawler McMahon, or when Lawler asked McMahon who he liked in this match, he said, I like the referee. It's Tim White, <laughs> so that's wise. Uh, I got incredibly bored. Short... Say what? That's true, it is wise. <laughs> I got incredibly bored, you know, as, as you may be able to tell from my notes so far uh, watching this match. It starts to heat up about in like the last third Godwin's introduced a slot bucket. LOD steals it, bash the Godwin's heads in with it, and Tim White disqualifies them, which eliminates them from the match. The headbangers 
uh, eliminated the Godwins when Thrasher pinned Phineas with a sunset flip. Finally, when the referee's distracted, Stone Cold Steve Austin runs out and hits a stunner on Owen, allowing Mosh to pin him and win the match and the World Tag Team titles. Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I gave it dose stars. What say you? I gave it two, but man, it sucked. Why? Yeah. Why didn't they just like? I'm just trying to. Why didn't they just like have a t- tournament on Raw or something? The two last two teams tournament, bro. Here for the titles. Yeah, I mean, I know Russo's Austin part had of the yet committee forfeited the tag titles. Then, like, he hadn't relinquished the tag titles yet. I get it, but we knew it was coming, right? They could have had that on Raw. And that was all over my notes, by the way. This match could have been on Raw. <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't very good. I'll say that. Uh, and then backstage. You're being, the he- being generous with that review. Yeah. Backstage, the headbangers are partying with a group of fans and a woman with big jugs wearing only a green bra. Quite an eclectic group. Now, backstage, also. The old Motley crew. Yeah. Uh, in the locker rooms, Sergeant Slaughter is talking with Jim Ross, who has an ice pack on his neck. JR says that he's pissed. It's BS that Steve Austin, uh, that because Steve Austin is popular, he gets away with this kind of stuff. And he didn't come to the WWF to be whipped. Slaughter says that he'll do whatever he can to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And he fails. <laughs> But we <laughs> we now go to Sonny standing by with the Patriot. Patriot said Looking that all the way live. Sonny too. I was going to say, you mean the Patriot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, he's got that Starcade main eventing tan man, and he's hella ripped and jacked, trimmed, jacked, chiseled, all that good stuff. But Patriot said that he's beaten Bret Hart once. And he'll do it again. He doesn't care if Bret has his family hiding somewhere. He's got to win. You can definitely tell that the Patriots from South Carolina when he talks. <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, Carolina. <laughs> After this match, we get Michael Cole standing by with Bret Hart. Cole says that Hart is. Uh, this what? is his debut, I believe. I want to say it's his debut. Huh? Yeah, I don't remember. I I've seen him before. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. But yeah, he's a nerd with a mic here, per usual. But he says that Brett is going out into enemy territory, but Brett says that he's a champion of the world, not of America. He says everything he does in his matches, he does to the fans who turn their backs on him. Brett says that he's going to kick the crap out of the Patriot and enjoy doing it. I will say, character-wise, I think this was like peak Brett in 97. He did some good stuff here. But either way... Up next is Bret Hart defending the WWF title, not in the main event, against the Patriot. It goes just shy of 19 and a half minutes. You'll Real quick, what. I just realized uh, two pay-per-views, Bret's the champion, and he doesn't close. And then the next one is the infamous Sora series. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Nuts. <laughs> Maybe CM but, Punk is like his hero after all. Maybe you should shut the hell up about all that, not many, many. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a big sign on hard cam that says, I am naked. I think that sign is a lie. I looked. I, I didn't see junk. But... <laughs> I didn't see nothing, bro. <laughs> but the Patriot works the arm of Brett a lot. Bulldog ends up coming to the ring mid-match. He breaks up a pin, and then Vader comes down to double-team the Bulldog with the Patriot. The ref gets bumped again. 
as the Patriot nails a full Nelson slam, but he's late to the count, allowing Brett to kick out. Patriot ends up locking in the sharpshooter, but Brett trips the Patriot and locks in the sharpshooter of his own for the submission victory. <laughs> Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it three as well. I really like this. It was pretty good. Uh, the post-match is where it's at, though, because after the match, Brett attacks the Patriot, dropping him with a pile driver, then continuing his assault even after the move. Brett then takes the Patriot's flag, American flag, he snaps it in half, and then chokes the Patriot with it. Uh, the re referees and agents all rush the ring to break up the attack, but they're unsuccessful. Brett finally stops and leaves when he's damn good and ready. Uncle Dave said that between the submission loss and followed by the com uh, the uh, assault post-match, he said it was a complete burial of the Patriot. Yeah, hard to argue that. I mean, I I guess. I, I could see it for both sides. I don't know. But in the parking lot... Well, the yeah, fact that he doesn't really do anything after this, yeah, that kind of yeah. tells me that... That's true. I guess he had a, he had injuries and a substance abuse issue that WWE didn't know about when they hired him. So that sucks because I thought he was good in the ring and he had a great look. Bro, in the parking lot, Two. Michael Cole tells uh, <laughs> tells the Hart Foundation that it looks like the war is starting back up again. Bret Hart said that there's no war because all Americans are losers. The British Bulldog says that they only uh, they only respect the UK and Canada. And Brett says that at least the UK respects great wrestlers like them. And you can't then, be pro two countries. That makes no sense to me. And it's like, well, we only like these two countries. Everything else can suck it. <laughs> but after that, we get the guy who would uh, be on the other end, the other side of the ring from Brett in a couple of months. It is Shawn Michaels being interviewed by Vince McMahon from the commentary table. Sean says that he will never rest in peace, and tonight he will end The Undertaker because he can. And that takes us to our second-to-last break. When we come back, it's main event time. Right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah got the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do ever do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. So, mate, take it easy. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker in the main event. Goes just shy of 16 and a half minutes, but there's a bunch of stuff before the bell, too. Because The Undertaker comes in and knocks the ref out before the bell even rings. Uh, Michaels bails, and The Undertaker tosses the ref on top of him outside the ring. Taker beats Sean up all over the stage set and the ringside area. Finally, Michaels gets the upper hand just as Earl Hebner runs out and officially starts the match. The ref takes an accidental chair shot from The Undertaker. Then Rick Rude comes out to give Shawn Michaels brass knuckles. Sean knocks The Taker out, and a new ref runs out. Number three, by the way. But The Undertaker kicks out. And Shawn Michaels tosses that referee out of the ring, knocking him out. Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, and China now come to the ring to beat it, to beat on the Undertaker. This is a mess. Uh, I'm starting to think this is what you were talking about in the opening when you said it was uh, hell overbooked, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't right. assume. Uh, HBK knocks out the ref again on purpose. Shawn's bleeding under his left eye for some reason. I didn't see what opened him up, but could have been anything. After Shawn Michaels kicks out at a near fall again, the Undertaker choke slams Earl Hebner. <laughs> finally, Tim, finally, Tim White runs out and just throws the damn match out. Despite shenanigans, it was an I, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, Uncle Dave said it was an overbooked mess, yet he still gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. What say you? I gave it two. Um, and this is the match I was talking. This is what I was talking about. My biggest pet peeve in wrestling: you should never, ever end a pay per view on a double DQ. Yeah, it's what were, what were we talking about a minute ago when I said it was the same thing as this? Oh, Unforgiven. Also, oh. I think it was a DQ. Uh, yeah, I think so. Stupid. It's a stupid. It's a pay per view. It's not an episode of your TV. Why the hell would you end a pay per view with a double DQ? It was a, this, this this thing was just a mess. You got five thousand ref bumps. You've got like five hundred run-ins. Like my gosh! But after the match, the Undertaker throws Hunter Hearst Helmsley into Shawn Michaels, and a brawl breaks out again. Shawn hits sweet chin music, knocking the Undertaker back into the ropes and tying him up. China hands Michaels a chair, but the Undertaker manages to break free, and he starts beating everybody up. 
However, when he goes for the tombstone on Michaels, Helmsley breaks it up. Michaels beats up agents and referees that come to the ring as Helmsley eats a tombstone. Somebody had to. Uh, mid-card wrestling. Where to elevate Triple H to the next level, by the way, as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> hey, at least he got a, a tombstone from a top guy, so there you go. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, oh, we're going right. to build him up. He's going to get the ass <laughs> kicked of a lifetime at the end of the <laughs> Right. <laughs> Mid-card wrestlers all rush to the ring now, and they all get beaten up one by one by Taker. He's eventually held back in the ring by other wrestlers, uh, as other wrestlers pull Michaels outside. Finally, The Undertaker runs and swan dives over the top rope onto everybody. I believe this was the first time he ever broke that out. Uh, I had it in my notes. It was a nice, unique thing back then. Now everyone does it nightly. Right. Yeah, well, this giant freaking man doing it was like, damn, dude. He skied. But uh, either way, Helmsley, Michaels, and China finally all run off to freedom while The Undertaker gets angry in the ring. We close the show with Undertaker posing in the blue lights. And that brings us because to Because Undertaker, Undertaker must pose. Yeah, Taker must pose, pal. God dang it. But uh, we're going to take our final break. On the other end of this, we're going to tell you final ratings and what's coming up in October on the podcast. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Let's go! I got work. Rack the 
Late event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gives us 6.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 4.87 out of 10. Damn. I actually give it 7.5 out of 10 for probably C minus. I thought it was entertaining. Let's say you. I'm right there. I think I felt like you and I watched this together. <laughs> First time we were in sync, all pay-per-view, I believe. Almost, yeah. <laughs> I said C minus as well. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I said a, it, it was the show crap. to get to the other show that was getting to the other show. And I right. stand by that. Um, so, you know, points for that, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not. It, it wasn't bad for a throwaway pay per view. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Uh, some other ratings would have you believe otherwise, but I don't know. <laughs> but that does it for the month of September, man. Another month down. Now we're going into the month of Halloween. We're officially in fall, and we're bringing you on October 5th, opening up the month with Bound for Glory, TNA Bound for Glory 2007. Hopping back on that that uh, TNA 07 train. Oh, looking yeah. For- this one might actually be good, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Bound for Glory is usually pretty good. So uh, October 12th, you might have a three-man booth for this one, man. It is... ECW's Anarchy Rules 2000. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't watched anything from ECW yet, or, or excuse me, from October yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to assume it's not good because it's ECW. But uh, I, I think I hated the year 2000 in ECW slightly less than previous years. So uh, I, guess I think we'll it was see. their best year, personally. <laughs> and it was a year before they went out of business. <laughs> Uh, uh, October 19, we're, we're bringing you WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. So we're jumping a month ahead of this show that we just covered in WCW, however, for this event. It's Rumor has Cage. The, uh, rumor has it the pay-per-view completely finishes for people, too. So, see how that goes. Yeah. It says, uh, uh, that main event something, man, I'll tell you. And, uh, the bonus show for that week is WWF Raw is War from October 11th, 1999. The significance of that is it's the first Raw ever coming to you live from the Georgia Dome. That's a WCW stomping ground, and they completely crapped on the Georgia Dome the last time they were there. So we'll see how WWF fares with Raw. And finally, closing out the month, October 26th, bringing you one more Bound for Glory. It's TNA Bound for Glory 2005. And, Very first uh, Yes. I have never... I don't think I've seen it before. So I gotta go back and watch. It's not that bad, actually. I'd be surprised. TNA in 05 was, like, up and down, hit and miss. But I still enjoyed it. But it was, like I said, it was hit and miss, uh, for the most part, for me. I'm looking forward to that. Also in October, YouTube exclusives were bringing you some watch-alongs. So go check those out. It's Halloween Havoc watch-alongs, by the way, that I'm I'm putting some video to so you can actually watch along with us. Uh, should be fun. I'm I'm proud of what we did. The audio quality is a little different because of the way we recorded those, but uh, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, not to pat ourselves on the back, but, you know, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Barry too. Horowitz. 
Yeah. Some fun. Legendary extra... Jewish wrestler. <laughs> My God. Uh, some, you know, extra little fun stuff that you don't have to pay for. And uh, yeah, more content, more bang for your buck. So go subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, sure. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> and it's our first WWF show in a little while, so that was cool. And we will see you all next week as we head over to TNA in 2007 for Bound for Glory. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 